Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Brent Williams, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm going to try to make you famous on this podcast because you're a pretty cool guy. So I'm glad you're on. Thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, <laughs> I love this podcast and uh, it's uh, always uh, neat to hear about agriculture and what's going on with it. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, so you're in Jackson County and I grew up in Calhoun County. They're like right next to each other and there is nothing but a whole bunch of agriculture in those two counties so what 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 episodes have you enjoyed man i know you've listened to a, a couple of them so what what all have you have you enjoyed learning um well there's been a, uh several things i i thought were pretty neat um and actually during the whole virus uh epidemic when it first came out it was pretty neat to hear um about the beef industry and what it was what was going on with it you know everybody was gobbling it up so it was pretty pretty interesting to get some explanation on that yeah, no, for real. I had no idea like what kind of like the impact that's been going on. I I thought that because of the meat packing plants were shutting down that we would have a like a problem, but luckily we haven't. And and so I mean, luckily so far, so far so good. So I mean, you never know. Hopefully, yeah, this really. coronavirus stops. I was I've always been curious of how how we could possibly cut out the middleman if we could just buy directly from the farmers. How neat would that be? I know. Yeah, that would be super cool. I mean, I was talking to somebody and I mean, like butchery is such a, it's such an old skill that not nearly as many people have. And I mean, if we could buy locally, like locally butchered meat or something, that would be really cool. And it could maybe like bring that art back. So, I mean, it'd be neat kind of going to a farmer down the road that has a beef operation, just buying directly from them. You can get it, I'm sure at a much lower cost and a lot fresher. So maybe one day we can get to that. I mean, maybe Maybe you and I could start a little beef beef operation. You never know. That'd be kind of neat. Well, well, Trevor, you probably did not know this about me, but my first job ever was working at a – it was actually a deer processing place, but we 
<laughs> we processed cows too. So I actually have processed a cow. Um, actually, several times. No way. How long did you work yeah. doing that job? I did it for probably not very long, but just about maybe two summers I did it. Okay. And um, I butchered a cow, butchered deer, whatever. And it was it was interesting. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, That's awesome. They always uh, kept my freezer full. And, you know, my dad, he was he's good friends with a, a big ranch up here. Um, out in Jackson County, the Southern cattle or whatever. And he was always bringing uh, beef home, you know, bringing an actual cow home. And I can tell you so many times of us stringing a bull up in the front of a backhoe and dressing it out, you know, I don't know, <laughs> country life. Yeah, no, I can imagine. So how different was it butchering uh, a deer versus a cow? I mean, obviously the cow is going to be a lot bigger, but were there any like major differences there? You know, there was. There was just so much more mass to it. I know you said it's the bigger part, but that really does play a big role in it because it was so much bigger. It was so much more meat, more just more to figure out where I'm supposed to cut and how I'm supposed to cut it correctly without waste. You know, a deer is so lean. So yeah. you, you just, I don't know, so much easier to do. Yeah, no, I but, can imagine. Uh, That's awesome, though. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Fun fact of the day. Yeah, absolutely. But... <laughs> But uh, I, uh, I actually really enjoyed that. I bet. So, yeah, that seems like, that sounds like a really cool summer job. Yeah, let's let's go back and do it and start our own. You ready? Hey, deal. Let's do it. I I keep telling Allie that I want to start a little farm and get some goats and some cows and something, just something little like a cow or two and a couple goats and just kind of go from there. So maybe one day and then we'll get that farm started. Then you can you and I can start a little a little processing thing or something. You never know. Hey, I would love it. You know, when I was growing up, my family had a, I grew up on a bait farm and we um, grew, well, we grew wigglers and things like that. But we also owned all kind of just random farm animals. And we had ostriches for the longest time and we even ate the ostriches. We, I mean, we were really enjoyed that back then. That's cool. My grandparents and back when they lived in Clarksville had ostriches too. And I remember the eggs, my great grandma used to like collect the eggs once they took the yolks out of them and she would paint them and she'd paint like the Disney castle, Florida state logos, Miami hurricane logos. Oh, cool. my grandpa was a big Miami fan. Yeah. And they had them and my grandpa was like, I'm never going to get in the ostrich business again because they were so aggressive and they were just so crazy to handle. They were so, he's so right about that. Cause ours were so mean. I mean, you just, I remember one time one of them was able to kick my brother. It kicked him through a fence, and it still broke part of a couple of his ribs. Oh, my god! gashed him up open pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, but, I heard their yeah, kicks were bad, and their, their nails are super-duper sharp. They are. I could not believe it. I mean, how – and they're so dang strong. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty – and we used to do stupid stuff, too, you know. Like, <laughs> we'd run them off the nest and – take an egg and then put a two liter bottle for it to sit on. We were just terrible children. <laughs> just mess with it. Yeah. I've heard a lot of stories like that. You gotta, you gotta somehow like trick them and then you take their egg and then they're none the wiser. <laughs> none the wiser. They'll sit on none that bottle wiser. for a good month. Yeah. I've never, I've never, I've never heard, heard like pleasant stories with ostriches. Usually it's like horror stories, like them kicking or, or tearing you to pieces or something like that. Absolutely. And they're so fast. I know um, they are, but, they are super quick. They're crazy. They're they're weird looking creatures for real. They are. Hey, have you heard about that? Um, the Aqua Farm that's um, over here near me in Bascom. 
No, I heard, I saw that. I was looking on some website for like farm to table companies and there's like a hydroponic and aquaponic business in Mariana. And I was like, what? So that's gotta be new or something. Do you know much about it? Well, I, he's actually been here for years, but he's so secretive about it. Really? From what I've read, he is the only person permitted in the United States to have those types of fish on his farm. He's the only person that can have those types of fish really? imported anymore. He's grandfathered what's, in. What's the name of that farm? Do you remember? Um, hold on a second. It was. I'm going to have to look him up, have him on the show. It's the Sturgeon Aqua Farms of Bascom. Oh, okay. The Sturgeon. I'm writing that down right now. And it was very neat. I mean, it was, it's, and he owns a store also in New York City where he takes the caviar that he produces. Yeah, from the Sturgeon. Yeah, he ships it to New York and he actually ships it through the post office. I see him often. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) Random. That's pretty neat. Very, very cool. Getting some caviar from Mariana, Florida and shipping it to New York. Huh. It's, it just world. shows you how far our agriculture stretches. I know. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to look into that. We haven't really interviewed anybody so far about aquaponics. We have with um, hydroponics, but not, you know, with aquaponics, which is growing fish and produce in the same system. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's really neat, I think it's really neat. I, I'm, I'm even considering getting a little tank here in the house just to see how it works. Maybe I can plant something in there. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, yeah, you can buy a kit. I think at like PetSmart or Walmart, and I forget what it's called, but you can put a goldfish or a betta fish in there, and then at the top you buy these little net pots, and you can grow different herbs like basil or cilantro or anything in there, and it's like a small scale um, aquaculture system. So it's really neat. Oh yeah, that would be so cool, dude. Heck yeah, I definitely have to do that. Uh, you know, uh-huh. I might get a little crazy and put like a big old tank in one of these extra i might who knows we may put a barn up back there <laughs> you might get a big old barn grow a whole bunch of like hydroponic and aquaponic stuff in there man you can do oh it. my gosh hey, i think that would i think it'd be so much fun to do i know it's fun to do i just started up our little hydroponic thing growing some basil and it's been fun i've got some grow lights on it and it's growing slowly but surely so i'm, I'm excited to experiment with it but it's fun it's just a, a different type of gardening yeah, absolutely. Oh, and you know what else? You know, you had mentioned on an episode, I, I think you called it monoculture. Is that what it's called? Monoculture? I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't I, I never noticed how the farmers worked until you mentioned the monoculture and how they were going back to back to back with the same thing. Well, ever since you noticed that, I've noticed so many of the farms around here, they don't practice that. They're doing, you know, they go to this to that to this to that to keep the nutrients uh, rich and i would have never known that without this podcast hey oh well i'm glad you learned something man that's cool yeah i never really put two and two together but i know like driving back and forth between bluntstown and mariana growing up you'd always see them growing cotton and then they grow hay and then they grow something else and so i never really understood oh they're growing just different things but i never really understood that they're doing that to like replenish the soil with nutrients so it's fun i'm glad you learned that though man that's cool yeah, you'd be teaching me things. I didn't even know. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know why they do uh, You know, I'm talking to my wife in the car. I said, oh, honey, uh, you know why they uh, do that, don't you? Uh, you know, that's because they're trying to 
replenish the earth. I don't know if you knew that. I just, I know everything. So I just thought you <laughs> Hey, there you go. That's awesome, man. You can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 All right, man. Well, that's about it for this show, but I'm glad you came on. This was cool. You're, you're a pro podcast before. Oh, Hey man, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Let's do it again. Dude, heck yeah. We'll have to have the whole gang on and see how that goes. I don't, it'll probably be a cluster. It'll be kind of crazy, but you never know. Oh my gosh. What are we going to name our butcher shop before you go? Uh, probably Williams and Sons, right? We can get our kids well, to work maybe on so. it. I mean, That's we're, true. Both we're both Williams. We're not related though. Yeah. Which is, I think yeah. Williams is like the third most popular last name in the United States behind Smith and something else. I don't remember, but fun fact of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome we definitely need to i'm gonna try to start thinking of something uh chopping block or something but anyway Ooh, okay, I like man, that. well, that's got him. a good name to it absolutely i got that yeah but all right buddy well thanks for having me gucci man thanks for thanks for coming on thanks for listening man i really appreciate it now you got to share this episode with all your friends and family since you'll be on it you're like hey you get to hear me talk for a couple of minutes so that's perfect oh yeah definitely Heck yeah Heck yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Brent, man. Keep up the good work. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll talk to you more about that whenever we start our own butcher business. Absolutely. Later, buddy. Have a good day. Later, man. You too.